Wherever you are on your leadership voyage, it starts here. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Leadership Voyage, the podcast dedicated to your pursuit of becoming a great leader. My name is Jason Wick. You can reach out to me uh, by emailing me at the show, startyourvoyage at gmail.com. You can visit visit the show's website at leadership.voyage and just stay in touch, stay updated with what we have coming by subscribing to this podcast wherever you're listening By subscribing and reviewing, it helps spread the word about Leadership Voyage, which the whole reason I started this podcast is to help others on their pursuits of leading wherever they're at. So if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe, please rate and review. Just take 60 seconds to go ahead and do that wherever you're listening. I would appreciate it. And downstream, I'm sure those who are the future listeners of Leadership Voyage would appreciate it as well. So we're going to jump into another short episode today. Something I've been doing in 2023 is bringing stories and articles that I have found really interesting and giving them to you in a bite-sized format with the intent of either sparking some kind of thought inside of you or at least giving you references to the article for you to read yourself and find something um, deep and interesting from the writings and also to bring in the ideas of previous guests and how those relate to these interesting stories that come out. So stay tuned in June when we'll have more guests and more thought leaders on Leadership Voyage. But for today, uh, which is probably our last episode of May, we are diving into a story from Gallup, Uh, a few weeks ago, in March, actually, and the title of this is, Are You Addressing Psychosocial Risks at Your Workplace? I found this really interesting because so much has been discussed and talked about and written about psychological safety and Amy Edmondson's work and uh, the big study at Google about uh, their effective teams and psychosocial is something that I could piece together uh, based on the words. But uh, I hadn't really heard of this written directly this way. Uh, it's it's authored by several consultants over at Gallup, uh, like I said, just, just this March. Uh, Camilla Frumar and Patricia Hubbard, two of the lead writers on this. And I thought I'd bring it up, number one, because uh, what is psychosocial risk? And... How does it affect to the work pl- affect the workplace? So, in this article, again, the the link to this write up at Gallup is in the show notes of the today's podcast. But they identify three psychosocial hazards in the workplace, and this is specifically coming from Australia, which is on the cutting edge of addressing this issue, these issues in the workplace proactively. And we'll get into that in a second. But the three primary hazards that they identify in this write-up are coming from Safe Work Australia. And the three hazards are, number one, lack of role clarity. Number two, inadequate reward and recognition. 
And number three, poor support. So lack of role clarity, inadequate reward and recognition, and poor support. Those are the three things identified by SafeWork Australia as uh, psychosocial hazards in the workplace. So it's interesting here because what this article talks about is how Australian businesses are going to be required very soon. They're going to be required to implement measures to proactively reduce these three things. I have to say these are this is a very progressive uh, regulation uh, coming from someone who is uh, works in American business. I'm in Colorado. So uh, it, it's very interesting to see regulations tied to the proactive reduction of psychosocial hazards in the workplace, namely lack of role clarity, inadequate rewards and recognition, and poor support. Really, really interesting. Before we get into the three, and this is actually a, a pretty short article, but I wanted to bring it to your attention because number one, it's digestible. It's talking about three things that could apply to any of our businesses. It doesn't matter where we live. It doesn't matter what industry we're in. These three things could apply to anyone in the dynamic of the workplace. Helping someone understand exactly what their job entails, rewarding and recognizing what they do, and supporting them. It transcends all work, I would go ahead and say. But what they suggest early on in this article is that these hazards are are often as much about culture as they are about processes or procedures. And culture is a word and just a concept that's fascinated me for quite some time. So to set up the discussion around these three psychosocial hazards, I wanted to bring in two past guests, Peter Hayashida and Michael Watkins. They both provided interesting definitions of what workplace culture is. First of all, so the way I define culture is it's basically the set of values, practices, norms, rituals that define the soup that we all live in when we go to work, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's really that, um, that the air we breathe, the water we swim in. Uh, it's, it's hard to define, but you know when it's working and you know when it's not. So you heard Peter's definition there. Go ahead and take that in, process that. Michael Watkins also provided a definition of culture. And again, why are we talking about culture here? In this Gallup article, it suggests that quite often culture is the root cause of these three psychosocial hazards, namely lack of role clarity, inadequate reward and recognition, and poor support. So here's Michael Watkins with another definition of culture, which I find equally good, uh, but it's a little different angle. Uh, if you want to go ahead and, and listen to this. So what is culture, right? So um, I use an old model of culture that really came out from a guy named Edgar Schein at MIT that looks at culture as kind of a set of layers of important things to focus on, right? And the top layer is, is the, the shared language of the organization, acronyms that people use, references they make, that if you don't understand that language, you have a, a tough time figuring out what's going on and you sound like an outsider, right? And so the linguistic dimension of culture is an important one. 
at the very base level is things like values, you know, core beliefs, what people believe to be true, what they believe to be important. It can, and organizations do have values. It's not typically the values that are up on the little value chart on the wall. <laughs> I mean, sometimes those match, but often they do not, right? It's, it's the real value set of the organization. And it typically takes you longer to, to get into understanding those things. And then there's the really critical middle level, which is behavioral norms. It's how we do things here. It's what's acceptable behaviors and unacceptable behaviors. What are the behavioral patterns that we see operating? All right. So again, two definitions of culture and culture is is really this elusive, enigmatic thing. How, how does it exist? How does it become what it is? It's It's fascinating, right? But we all kind of know that the that culture is kind of what we're experiencing in the workplace. And back to this story from Gallup, Safe Work Australia, identifying these three psychosocial hazards. We're going to really briefly go into the three, just so that you're aware of them. Feel free to read the story in the show notes. There's a link there. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, I'll be posting on LinkedIn about this as well. So let's, uh, let's go in. Number one, uh, lack of role clarity. Just a couple bullet points under under this one. In the story, it suggests that 50% of employees, I guess we should say only 50% of employees, strongly agree that they know what is expected of them. This strikes me as something that if you're a manager or a leader in an organization, however you want to think about this, this is one that I think the higher you get in the hierarchy, the more you are talking about what our objectives are and so on, the harder it is to understand, the more out of touch you can get with the individuals doing the work. How on earth could they not know what's expected of them? Well, it's communication. It's very, very difficult, right? It's very, very difficult. It sounds easy when you're in your circles consistently talking to your peers higher up in the hierarchy, and you need to make sure that everyone around you who's doing the work understands what's expected of them. And it's cited in this story, 50% of people strongly agree what's expected of them, which means 50% of people don't strongly agree that they understand what's expected of them. The main point here as it relates to the topic here of psychosocial hazards is that when people don't understand what's expected of them, it leads to stress and anxiety. I'm not going to say it's as simple as that, but that is the connection. If you don't understand what you're supposed to be doing, that's stressful. If you don't understand if, you know, if, if it's a moving target, to think of it that way, if we don't know what I'm supposed to be doing one day to the next or what the right acceptable level of, of quality or deliverables might be, that's that can induce anxiety right? People can be nervous going to work, not looking forward to it, afraid to interface with their boss. And so the very first thing called out here from Safe Work Australia through this Gallup story is lack of role clarity. Number two psychosocial hazard in this story is uh, inadequate reward and recognition. This story identifies uh, that it's a human need. Recognition is a human need. Uh, they also cite uh, a survey here where four out of 10, I guess once again, 
only four out of 10, strongly agree that they received praise in the past week. You know, continual positive praise is a very interesting topic. We could get into feedback on on some other show. I've spoken about feedback at, at conferences and written about it. I find it fascinating and challenging and really understanding how uh, people receive feedback and how we can deliver feedback. At the end of the day, uh, frankly, I think it's a very complicated dynamic when you have defensiveness and maybe a lack of role clarity from before here, maybe a culture that isn't uh, as accepting of failure. Who knows? There are a whole lot of elements that go into this, but inadequate reward and recognition is called out here as a psychosocial hazard. One of the challenges that's called out here is even when companies have constructs for recognition, employees often perceive them in a way, they don't receive them and see them as something authentic, right? And I can understand how that that might be seen that way. People might go, oh, well, HR or whoever is implementing a particular process for a particular reason but not necessarily seeing the full connection of how that truly makes people feel recognized and rewarded. A program in and of itself doesn't mean people will feel that way. I'm not purporting to be an expert on how to implement such a thing, but it's called out here as, uh, again, a psychosocial hazard in the workplace around recognition. So to recap that, it's a human need to be recognized. Only four out of 10 people strongly agree that they've received praise in the last week at work. And people often perceive the recognition programs as inauthentic. And the final item here uh, is lack of support. Lack of support. What they're talking about here more specifically is manager support. And this actually comes down to something we've talked about over the last couple of months with other stories coming up about how impactful managers are on employees' mental health and how they can support their employees and so on. But really what this one is boiling down to under provide manager support is genuine care for employees, the perception that my manager actually cares about me as a person. What what Gallup has found here is that globally, only four in 10 employees strongly agree that someone at work cares about them as a person. But they've also found that if you can double that ratio, you can see a 46% decrease in safety incidents, you can see a 41% reduction in absenteeism. And so it's a huge topic, but manager support is the third piece outlined here around psychosocial hazards. So one more time to recap, this is a Gallup story, which is triggered from some regulation that's coming in Australia and uh, citing Safe Work Australia that's identified these three psychosocial hazards. Lack of role clarity, inadequate reward and recognition, and poor managerial support. 
Take that information, think on it a little bit, do with it what you will. I'm happy to be delivering a little bit of a little bit of extra information into your day. Hopefully it inspires something. Stay tuned. June, we're going to have some great guests coming up here on Leadership Voyage. Until then, everybody take care. Mm-hmm.